Hi, everybody, and welcome to another iTalk Business with TUI. Um, delighted to be joined today. Well, actually joined again today uh, by uh, Tom Huntington, who is the executive VP of technical solutions at Fortra. Um, no, sorry, before we go any further, Tom, just to get this out of the way, I'm, I'm sure everybody recognizes uh, your name as an IBM champion, et cetera, out there. Uh, but are there a lot of people may not have come across the name Fortra yet. Um, yeah. Do you want to just touch on that one briefly? Well, thank you first, Paul, for having me on your podcast. It's an honor to be here. Second time for me. So, um, yes, you know, Fortra became uh, the new name of Help Systems back on November 2nd of 2022. Um, it was a reflection in the change in the organization from a standpoint of, you know, we, we've done 40 plus software acquisitions at the Help Systems company, and it actually was our 40th year of being business. So quite a big name change. It didn't happen overnight, but the reason was to emphasize the fact that um, yes, we're this IBM I, AS400 i-series software company, but we're also this large enterprise cybersecurity company. And so the name Fortra, if you look at it closely, the A is a delta, which represents uh, change and the ever-changing cybersecurity world uh, with the regulations, the bad actors, and everything else that's going on in that world as we are all faced with that issue. So hence the name change, um, we're your cybersecurity allies. Um, and, um, you know, the other sidebar on this, you know, I just finished uh, going to uh, Common Power Up, and I had many customers ask the question. I said, well, back to you. When you think of help systems, what do you think of? Well, I think of that. AS400, iSeries, IBM I software vendor, right? And I talked to customers every single day, and that was a um, an issue we had as an organization was people would buy our IBM I software, but they wouldn't even consider us for enterprise software. So hmm. hence the name change. And and it, it's gone really well. Got tons of compliments at the Power Up conference on the new branding and the look and the booth, and it was quite fun. Yeah. So I hope you don't have everybody moaning at you about changing the name. <laughs> like, so why aren't you calling it an AS400 anymore? Okay. Yeah, right, right. You know, and the thing is, too, is I, I tell people, hey, if Tom Huntington can, can get over it, um, as you know, this is the 35th anniversary of IBM I. I also have my 35th anniversary at the Help Systems Fortra company. And if I can get over a name change, I, I think anybody else can. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, well, primarily what we're going to be talking about to, to uh, today, Tom, is the dreaded cloud. Oh, <laughs> that magic word, the magic word cloud. Yeah. What's so, the cloud, um, right? So, so now, Tom, I, I know that you personally have interaction with lots and lots and lots of companies all, all over the world. So, so let's start with what, what are the trends that you're starting to see with IBM I and organizations moving to the cloud? Yeah, I, I think a couple things about that. First of all, you know, I think about what is the cloud? Well, the cloud is just the ability to be anywhere in the world and access computing technology, right? And if you think about IBM I and the power uh, technology, it's very scalable. And hence, it's been a great technology for hosting clouds. So there's a lot of, of uh, business applications that run basically what I'd call a private cloud where they're hosted in one of the private cloud vendors versus public cloud and they're serving up IBM I in the cloud and been doing that for years in the banking industry, in the manufacturing, etc. So the trend we're seeing now today is that there's a maturity in the market. 
for one, in that you have, um, of course, Microsoft, believe it or not, Microsoft Azure in the cloud has IBM I power servers alongside Microsoft. Um, you have Google that has, of course, IBM I available too for customers on power. And then, of course, IBM, the IBM VS, and then um, um, Amazon through partners like uh, Connectria, right? So you have what's happened is a lot of the big public providers um, for public cloud have teamed up with other vendors in this IBM I space. And those relationships over the last year or so have become very mature. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so is, is that sort of the, 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 the big reason, just like the, no. the fact of the availability? Or, or, or is it more it's a combination, a right? So okay. yeah, it's a great question, follow-on question, Paul, because it's it's you have to have the technology, right? And it's got to be mature because us IBM I people, we're used to things that just work, right? They have to continue mm -hmm. to run, right? But then what's happening is, as you know, retirements, right? So I lose my administrator to retirement. Um, you know, I'm struggling with getting staff members, but gosh, this this IBM technology just keeps running my business very reliably. What am I going to do? So retirement is one of the things that that's happening that's pushing even more of this today. Then there's just companies that just they don't want to have a data center anymore. We don't want to be the people responsible for doing the upgrades, patching the system, doing the backups, working with high availability, um, you know, even security to a certain extent, but we'll talk about that. And, um, you know, the other side of it is they just don't have time to manage the system. And of course, the final thing with retirement goes along with lack of expertise. The systems have gotten a little more complicated when you talk about uh, the virtualization and monitoring, you know, working with uh, bio servers and sand storage and stuff like that. It's all good because it gives people flexibility and being able to move technology around. We've had, you know, live partition mobility. We now have virtual serial numbers out there from IBM, which gives you the idea that you can you can move your VM, your partition, whatever you want to call it, from one place to another. And and then there's other organizations. This it's just like. Um, you know, my political belief, which I won't get into, um, but, you know, it is what it is. And these organiz organizations say, hey, it's cloud first. That's our direction for everything that we do. And so IBM I becomes a me too. And what are we going to do? Right. And, hmm. you know, the final thought on it is it's, it, if, you know, we've seen a lot of customers that are also saying, I have power eight. Should I go to power 10 or should I go to the cloud? Right. And some of those organizations, the mistake they're making, Paul, is they're saying, hey, I'm going to kind of compare what it would cost me to upgrade my Power 8 in comparison to move to the cloud. And that's my decision. Well, you know, that's kind of short sighted because it's not just about price. Cloud is probably going to cost you more, more initially because of, you know, the movement, the getting there. Um, but then, you know, over time you take away, you don't have to worry about that. You focus on applications. I know you're an application person. Mm. And so being able to make unique applications, which is, you know, what makes IBM I unique. It's the applications. That's why it's here today. It's why it's going to be here 10 years from now. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the reasons for moving to the cloud. Yeah. Well, I, I Okay, so so uh, as always, Tom. Whenever I talk to you, you you give me one answer that gives me ten more questions. So, so, <laughs> right. and, Never and enough time, Paul. So you you've already touched a little a little bit on it here, which is sort of the the, the difficulties of getting to the cloud. 
So, 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 so let's say I'm in one of these situations where, where, as you say, okay, it, it's the belief of the company is sort of, okay, that's it. We're moving to the cloud. You guys move us to the cloud. Right. So, right. um, you know, what am I facing into? You know, you know, what, what, what are the, 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 you know, you know, what, what, what are the, uh, how would I put it? What, what are the big challenges to, you know, to yeah. get me from my data center into the cloud? Right. I think I think what you have to look at is a couple things. One, you have to understand there's a different reason of why people move IBM I to the cloud versus why they move Windows or Linux or Unix. Windows, Unix, Linux is generally because of the server sprawl. It's become unmanageable, and that's why they've moved to the cloud. Let's just let Amazon and Google and whoever else manage that problem, right? With IBM I, because it's a scale up server, it really doesn't take a lot of manpower to manage it on premise, right? So when it comes time to move, you have to think about that scalability that you've developed over these last three decades that you've owned this technology and how big is it, all right? And so if one of the first things that we do at Fortra is we like to understand what your footprint is, what's your DNA, um, because no two IBMI customers are the same. You have customers who have a half a terabyte of storage. They want to move to the cloud, right? Then you have customers that have, you know, 30, 40, 100 terabytes or more, and they want to move to the cloud. Those are two different equations that you have to deal with. Hmm. They're two different characteristics because the person who has, you know, a terabyte or even two terabytes or four terabytes, it's not all that big anymore these days. And moving them to the cloud is, you know, maybe a 24-hour period in a lot of cases, um, whereas the bigger ones take a lot of time. And so, you know, part of the expertise at, at our company is the ability to, we help customers size servers anyways from power eight or power nine to power 10. And so what we can do is we can help size your system so we understand what your DNA is. And when we move you to the cloud, it's the appropriate um, cloud for you. And, and again, keep in mind, there's private cloud and public cloud, right? There's players like Meridian, there's players like Fresh or Abacus or Connectria out there that are all what we would consider private clouds. They can offer up something to, unique to you, Paul, that maybe the Azure, the IBM Global Services or IBM uh, Virtual Server, uh, though that they don't they don't offer right because mm. they want to be very generic, whereas the other ones can tailor things for you. Mm. So if you're really unique, there are some technologies on IBM I and Power that just don't work very well in the cloud either. That you have to think mm. about differently. Flash Copy, what is Flash mm. Copy? A lot of customers use it for uh, point in time backups today. Well, that's an IBM SAN storage feature. And if you move to some of these public clouds, they aren't using IBM SAN storage, right? <laughs> so guess what? That doesn't work. They might have something similar, but it's not going to be the flash copy that you're used to. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So, and again, something that, that we touched on there and you, you got to go. Okay. So as you said, so it's I'm the amount of data that's the difficult issue, right? So the data is, I probably didn't answer that well enough. It's that the amount of data that you need to transfer to the cloud is 
an issue for a lot of people because you're using public communications, right? You don't have dedicated communication lines, so you have to think about how am I going to get that data from point A to point B in a reasonable amount of time and keep the business still running on premise on premise before we do kind of the old uh, term in 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 HA is the roll swap, where now the you know so so anyways, what what the larger customers tend to do is they move development environments, they move HA environments, test environments first, and they do some testing and making sure that things are going to run okay. Because, okay, we're talking IBMI, but what about your Windows servers, right? Sure. Or your Linux servers? And again, you know, you know application-wise, you might have a web server that's talking to IBMI and serving up IBMI data, and that's running on a Windows server. You might want to have that server fairly close to wherever IBMI is in the cloud because of performance. Yeah. Latency. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so com coming back Tom on, on something you said earlier, so I'm putting on my dumb application guy hat here, okay? <laughs> so that yeah. ain't well, I, this You're scaring you know, me now because I'm I'm a little further removed from application development these <laughs> days, so. No, no. So it, not a development question this, more more a use question because uh, really, for me, for a lot of what I would do, uh, the difference to me about whether my machine is sitting in a data center or whether my machine is in the cloud, I'm sort of going, well, you know, is, is, sorry, is this just a thing about physically where it is? Or, you know, I mean, what is the difference between cloud and the IBM I sitting in, a, in my data center? Yeah, you know, really, the big difference is you are generally going to be sharing a server with other people, right? So part of the, the move here too is that there are customers out there that are only using 10% of their power server, and it seems like a waste. So when they move to the cloud, they might actually be running on the same power server, but only they're sharing it with 20 other customers. So that's something that is, again, something you have to plan for performance wise because you are sharing a server with other people and and those other partitions could impact your performance if they if something bad happens on their partitions so that's something you have to think about but it, to your point in reality from a development perspective you don't really care because if i can connect to db2 and that's my database server which is what you know in application terms today ibmi is a database server with db2 built into it right and it's quite nice at that so that's just you know access to data and you're fine you don't care where it's at yeah okay so um uh, and again you've mentioned a couple of things about about when Fortra go in to talk to customers about this so do you want to be a bit more specific about about the, about that tom i mean what, yeah. what that Fortra can do for for people if they're thinking of moving to the cloud right right so first of all a couple things to clarify with that one you know we recognize, we talk to a lot of our, I mean, part of the reason that we're good at what we do is we talk to our customers, right? And we have a lot of one-on-one -on -one calls and this topic has been coming up more and more. So it's like, instead of just um, ignoring it and let people do whatever they're doing, we feel like we can offer up a lot in experience and knowledge because we have high availability technology for helping to replicate data from one place to another. We have performance 
Navigator as a product, which helps with that capacity issue. Once you're in the cloud, we can help you with monitoring technology, and we can also help you with backups because we work on things like BRMS and robot save and, and then security. Let's not forget about the big elephant in the room for everybody in IT, and that's cybersecurity. So we have, just because you move your IBMI server to the cloud doesn't mean you shouldn't have proper security around DB2 and be thinking about things like antivirus and ransomware protection and you know firewall technology, things like that don't go away. And of course, ne neither do the regulations. If you're in the banking industry, you're being audited pretty much every month. If you're in other industries, you know, once or twice a year, uh, mm -hmm. you're being audited. So you got to still pass all those audits. So, so Fortra will help you with a, you know, we'll be consultive with you to to make you better understand what your move is going to be involved. Again, smaller customer, it's not that complicated. Let's just go ahead and and move you. It's a matter of okay, is the price right for you? Is the timing right for you? Um, you know, you're talking about a fairly e easy move to the cloud in my mind. Um, the big thing to th consider there might be again application performance in anybody. You should always test things out, right? I mean, your software background, it's like this is, you should test it out. You should have a test environment first, make sure that your applications perform well, and then that's what you do. You know, I'll, you know there's another reason I, f I forgot. Another reason, too, that people are moving to the cloud is um, some people are getting off the platform or trying to get off the platform for whatever reason, right? We can argue that topic all day long, but the reality is they're looking for, instead of buying hardware, they're looking for a place to host IBMI because they don't really see it as, as a long-term solution. And then we have other customers too that they do actually move to another platform for whatever reason. And um, then they have archival data. What are they gonna do with that? So put that up in a public cloud and only spin it up when you need to use it. So then you're only paying for it when you're using it. That's a, another good, good usage for, for cloud. Right. Okay, so there are a couple of other work things I just want to touch on, but I'm, I'm going to swing back on them because first of all, I heard a rumor about you, Tom. Uh oh, <laughs> and I heard you got a boat. I did. I did. Yes, I I spend part of my time in Florida in the Tampa Bay area and part of my time up north in the Minnesota area where we're, where Fortress headquarters are. And I recently, yeah, I bought a center council fishing boat. So I am learning a couple different things. One, you know, how to properly tie lines so I don't lose the fish every time and trying to figure out how to, you know, fish this crazy area. And then the other big thing, when you want to, if you decide to do this and you want to do boating in the Tampa Bay area, what you need to learn is about all the markers and stuff. You know, there's a thing called the ICW that a lot of people don't know about. It's the Inter Intercoastal Waterway, and it runs from Brownsville, Texas, all the way past up through the East Coast, up through New Jersey, and I'm not sure exactly where it stops up in that area, but can you believe that? And, it, and that runs in the intercoastal around the Gulf of Mexico and uh, the Atlantic Ocean and uh, navigating that's a little tricky because it doesn't it defies um, marker rules when it comes to basic boating which is you know red on right when returning or starboard if you want to get fancy and you know <laughs> um, but when you're riding the when you're doing the ICW you have to know that the marker is for the ICW because green always faces out to sea 
So green should be, you know, on your right or your left, depending upon which direction you're going in the channel. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Otherwise, what people don't realize is there's a lot of water, you know, with the tide. The tide's not great here. It's only two feet, but um, there's a lot of chance to bottom out. Right. Yeah. And that's never a good experience. Okay, you sure about this, Tom? You sure you want to do this? Yeah, I do. I do. This is enjoy. I like. I I'm a big fan of navigating. Um, I'm a snowmobiler up north. When I'm up there, I I love that because it's uh, it's speed and it's also navigating, navigating your your way through uh, northern Minnesota through the woods and all the trails and stuff, and not getting lost. I've also done navigating in the boundary waters of northern minnesota which is a beautiful area it's a canoe only area that's another kind of i like navigating so it's a challenge for me trying to go from i guess that's why i've enjoyed my job at at fortune too i've i've been dropped in pretty much every major city in the u.s and a bunch of places or and other places around the world where i'm like hey it's like my own little amazing race i have to get to that spot right <laughs> and i have to find that customer i got to get to that trade show uh, I've always enjoyed that navigation part of travel. Yeah. A lot of well, people it, don't. <laughs> it stresses the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got my hand raised here. So <laughs> it, well, yeah. I would have get in the cab and say, take me here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm the person that shows up at the airport, you know, an hour beforehand, you know, that kind of stuff. So, because I'm used to it, right? I mean, I don't need a lot of time, you know. So, um, okay, so swinging back just before we leave, Tom, there, sure. there are two, two, two things. What One uh, is, uh, well, sorry, a big one. Every year, Help Systems used to have the market survey. Still right. going? It is still going. We, You know, last year, 2022, was year nine. This September and October, we'll be launching year 10. Can you believe it's been a decade oh. of doing the IBMI uh, marketplace survey now under the Fortran name. We definitely will continue that on. And then for again for our IBMI customers, keep in mind the Fortra company. You know IBMI is very important to us because we work on BRMS, we work on PowerHA, and we work on RDI too. So we have that unique relationship with IBM, and that's been a I, I believe a very wonderful relationship. I think we've done wonders with all three products they've gotten better over the years and and so ibmi is important to us the marketplace survey is important um and and there's even cloud slides in there where we ask questions for the customers and what they're thinking about for cloud so when you think about cloud think about fortra we'll have a nice discussion with you we'll bring we don't host you we do bring partners in um, obviously you could go to public or private and i have to apologize we have a lot of partners out there and i didn't mention your name i could go through the list of kindrel and you know and on and on and on other connectry i think i might have said their name meridian you know um and go on and on and on you know uh, guys uh, don't get don't get mad at me just give me a call Shake me up a little bit. We'll 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 work with you too. So, <laughs> okay. So be, be, before we go, then Tom, do you any last parting shots you want to give here about security or anything that you want to touch on? Well, cybersecurity is always on everybody's mind. I think the best thing to do is no longer can you say I know I have warts in cybersecurity. I just don't want to look at them. So take you know we do the free security scan too. For customers it's a great free service the worst thing that'll happen with it is you'll be affirmed that your security on ibmi is not as good as it should be 
Um, we find a lot of horribly configured IBMI servers, and it's just because it's been around for so long, Paul. You know, and um, IBM did a great job of making the system securable. We as administrators and programmers have done a bad job of implementing even things like object level security. You know, object yeah. level security is, is, I mean, if you know Carol Woodbury, it's first thing out of her mind when it comes to cybersecurity. If you do go, good object level security and you know how to implement that properly, your system will be very secure, right? But yeah. hey, the bad actors, they're after everybody. So even mm -hmm. IBM is not safe anymore. No, indeed. That's a and, whole other topic. And, and, <laughs> and, and, indeed. So, and, and I was going to say, maybe a good warning note to leave this uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, uh, Tom, uh, thank you so much for taking uh, the time to talk with me. And uh, that's it for this uh, I Talk Business with Tui, everyone. Uh, tune in again for the next one. Bye for now. Yeah. And oh, happy yeah. anniversary to IBMI on June 21st. Oh, yes, indeed. Indeed. Another month. 35 years. Okay. Crazy. That, that's a better one to leave it on as opposed to a warning. On <laughs> okay. There you go. Happy birthday. All right. Take that's care. That's it, everyone. Thank you. Bye for now.